This was a great show. Lisa Splendid has been here relating her experience of getting out of life what she really wants. And I think it's going to be inspirational and motivational to many listeners. Certainly, I'm going out with a bit of a different perspective, and I'm going to be keeping that in mind as I go through life. So thank you very much. I can't wait for people to hear this. Thank you for letting me share the story. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. And folks, if you want to play along at home, you can go to Lisa's website, Splendid365.com, and um, kind of see what's going on there while you listen into this conversation. In the meantime, Lauren Mole. We invite you to join Judd at his family's winery on the south end of Silverado Trail, Judd's Hill Winery, located at 2332 Silverado Trail, here in Napa Valley, California, USA. Visiting information is at juddshill.com or by calling 707-255-2332. Thanks, Lauren. And while you're online checking out that visitor information, you can also, um, well, see some of the fun videos we've made. You can see what events are coming up, what travel opportunities, mm. which is pertinent mm-hmm. to this particular episode. We're going to Spain, actually. When? Uh, next, uh, next summer, July 9th through 16th. A little bit different instead of walking across the We'll be going the country. to the beaches. We're going to yeah, see It's a cruise. Cow- it's a cruise <laughs> oh, with wine and food and... Hey, head there's over nothing to Rome. wrong with that. No, certainly not. Nothing but wrong. all that is on the Judd's Hill website, along with, guess what, wine. <gasps> and you can put some in your shopping cart. And I think we ought to... Uh, or your camelback. Or <laughs> That's right. We'll see who wins that. All of our uh, fun and small production, small lot wines are up on the website. And I think we should give them a little bit of a deal if they put some in their shopping cart. Mm. Just type in coupon code JNVS, all lowercase letters, please, no capitals, and you'll get 15% off your entire wine order. And if that's not enough, you can join the Judd's Hill Wine Club anytime, day or night, whether it be 4 o'clock in the afternoon or, heck, even at 1 o'clock in the morning. That's true. The Judd's Hill website <laughs> never sleeps. It never does. <laughs> and we would love to have you, of course, as a member. Not only will you get all the wines, you will get invitations to special events, not only at the winery, but across the country and across the world and in the quantum field perhaps even <laughs> so i think that goes without saying of course it does because we're there now why are we saying it then <laughs> let's move on then because why say it twice and now enjoy the show bada bing judd's napa valley show every episode a veritable cornucopia of finkel fun Get ready for another heap full of fascinating things to know From witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show No stale script and no rehearsing, live from a Napa studio You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show On Judd's Napa Valley Show Judd's Napa, Judd's Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show And now... Live from Broadcast Park in the beautiful Napa Valley, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show. I'm Lauren Mole, and here's your host, Judd Fingelstein. Well, good morning, Mr. Lauren Mole. It sure is nice to see you. What is new in the world of you? Well, I just joined a new gym recently. You did, and how's that working out? It's going great. I'm now at Synergy. Do you know why? Because Exertech closed. Sadly, yes, it did. Yes, I've been at Synergy many uh, years, hence my beefcake physique, but there's a lot of new people coming in. I was just at a uh, swim exercise uh, program, and I think the class doubled in size. A lot of folks coming over. It's nice to know people are still dedicated to keeping in shape. They're not being lazy and just saying, well, my gym closed, that's that. They're keeping on with it. So what are you doing? What are you into? What's what's the Lauren Mole workout? Uh, well, so far, uh, I've been doing swimming, and uh, I'm trying to reach out, uh, trying to expand my horizons more often, like maybe using a treadmill or maybe working with a personal trainer. Yeah. And I hear they even have some uh, massages over there, too. I've uh, been trying to look into that for some time. Yeah. Have you ever done a professional massage? Uh, well, I used to at uh, Exertech. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. That's, it's nice. A good way to loosen up, relax. Oh, um, man. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like we hit your spot. Yes, I, th- I do think that they offer that service over there. Well, good. I hope to see you around the gym. Now that I know you're over there. Sure. We'll see you around the, uh, the store, the gym, the studio. 
Yep. We're going to start getting sick of each other, although I don't think that could ever happen. We, we have too much mutual admiration. Hmm. What are the chances of that happening? Yeah, it, it's not. I'm, I think we're, we're fond enough of each other. We could handle uh, running to – boy, these braces, I'm telling you. Take they your tr- time, They Chad. trip up my lips. We could handle running into each other uh, more often without a problem. Right. Yeah. Anything else happening? Any big gigs coming up? Oh, Cindy Skinner and uh, Napa Valley Voices. We're, we're on tour right now with the Wine Country's Top 20 Countdown. On led tu- by Cindy Skinner. Well, and t- she's designated me as Casey Kasem. Give us, give us a little rap. At number 20 in our countdown this week, it's Walking My Baby Back Home. <laughs> That's one of the songs that we're doing. Okay, good. You looked at me like I was about to start singing that song. No. Like you were introducing me, and I, I got like this moment of panic all of a sudden. You are putting me on the spot. No, but anyway, okay. we're, we're having a wonderful time doing this. Well, good, good. That's wonderful. We recently took it into uh, Sonoma, mm-hmm. Sunrise uh, Retirement Home, and we're, we're touring all for right now the, around the rest of, of Napa Retirement Homes. Okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, so what's going on Congratulations. Uh, with me, um, let's see, you know, kind of... A lot of the use, just a lot of winery stuff happening. We're uh, springtime, so now we're starting to get a sense of what the future crop for 2019 is going to look like as the vines are just beginning flowering right now. So that's exciting. We have our springtime bonanza coming up at Judd's Hill, which is really a lot of fun. It's Sunday, May 19th from noon to 2.30 p.m. at the winery. Located conveniently at the south end of Silverado Trail, one mile north of Trancas. And uh, it is a benefit for the Napa Valley Youth Symphony. $55 to attend or, get this, free if you're a Judd's Hill Wine Club member. And of course, I recommend you become one because, uh, you know, I'm not biased or anything, but it is the best wine club you can you can be a member of. You get a chance to try all of our delicious Limited uh, availability, low production. I mean that in quantity, not in quality. Low production quantity wines and invitations to these these great things like this. So if you would like to RSVP and or become a Judd's Hill Wine Club member, you can call the winery and speak to the lovely Michelle at 707-255-2332, extension 3. Or you can go online and go to Judd's hill.com click on the wine club uh, tab and or the events tab and do all that there as well that's That's what's going on with me and uh you know we've got somebody here i would like to just get right to it if that's okay sure because lots to talk about that's fine john okay today's guest comes to us highly recommended and we hope to hear some amazing stories at least that's what's intended with no train or by plane she walked across Spain. Let's meet our new friend, the adventurous Lisa Splendid. <laughs> Lisa Splendid. That was quite an introduction. Thank you, you so much, Lauren. You're welcome, Lisa. You, you've been Lauren Mold, isn't and he welcome, good? <laughs> and welcome to Historic Broadcast Park. Thank you. It's just a, a fantastic experience. My first here ever, except for when there was a, a, a the theater. I used to drive in behind it. Oh, but not in the building. No, behind, no, no. Yeah. That was here. So yeah. you are a Napa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We need to get into this because I don't know you. I'm meeting you right now yes. for the very first time. And as Lauren said as an intro, uh, you came highly recommended. And that's that's how you got here today. Well, Our, it's, not, it's not what you know. It's who you know. <laughs> well, there's something to that. Our good friend and musical director, Mr. Gordon Lustig, mm-hmm. we heard at the top of the show singing our theme song and strumming his ukulele, contacted me a while back. He said, I met this woman. She's got a great story. She, I think, would make a very intriguing guest for your show. And it's right there in the theme song about intriguing people. Wow. So he thought you were intriguing and probably still thinks you're intriguing. Well, if you're listening, Gordon, thank you so much. And you're intriguing as well. Uh, He is. And we often get his story here. So we got in touch via email. Mm -hmm. And do you mind if I just read what you sent me? Is that okay? Go right ahead. Because this, you know, sold me. Oh, well, let's hear it. And I said, I've got to hear... My short-term memory isn't good, so just remind me. There's there's nothing – yeah, this is, you know, nothing too personal here. But you wrote, last summer, as the big 6-0 was closing in fast, I was overcome with the sense that many of my life dreams were unfulfilled and I didn't – and if I didn't do something about them immediately, it would just be too late and I'd have to let them fade away forever. Mm. 
but that was something I just couldn't accept. After months of soul searching, I made a decision. I bought a backpack, a ukulele, or an ukulele, a one-way trip, uh, a one-way trip ticket to Spain. Left my husband and my entire life here in Napa, not knowing when I'd return or if I would. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I've got to hear about this. This That's is amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know, Lauren is all too familiar. Almost every week I speak of the importance of getting outside of mm-hmm. one's bubble. Right. Mark Twain, there's a quote from Innocence Abroad about how travel is fatal to prejudice mm-hmm. and one shouldn't vegetate in one's corner of the earth all one's life. Right. And... Um, I implore people, go out and get a passport. Whether you're going to use it or not, just have it. Have it. And so when I heard this, I said, boy, this lady, this lady, whoever she is, who I've (laughs) never met, gets exactly that. So I wanted to talk to you. Wow. Well, thank you so much. And I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, my life uh, has been one, you know, six decades of soul searching, really. Um, And I I think uh, the, the call to... The Camino for me was just one more chapter in that search. Yeah, I I was just at a place where I just felt like many, I'm sure many women and men, but I I can identify more with women that um, have raised their children and the children have moved away and uh, uh, helped with their parents, their elderly parents, and then the parents have moved away permanently from this realm. And, you know, here I found myself at... 59, just, you know, working at our, on our property and building and doing the same things I had been doing for years and being an artist and everything. But as an artist, the occupational hazard is you're already spending so much time alone, right? Mm. And so then my husband, his career was really taking off and he was gone working almost seven days a week. So I just found myself talking to the dog and the cat and oh, being yeah. alone and, and, you know, being creative. But I, I just kind of hit a wall and I just thought, you know, what – what do I want to do with my life now? I mean, you know, what's next? And, 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 and I always say that change is a fountain of youth and you have to stretch yourself. You have to do, you know, look inside and, and, and kind of examine yourself periodically. I do it quite often actually. So anyway, a friend of mine who, uh, I've known for almost 30 years. She's from uh, Germany originally. She came out here to be an au pair and she hates when I talk about her. <laughs> you know, she's like, don't mention my name, but I, I will mention it anyway. Her first name is Sonia and uh, she's just this amazing woman. And a couple of years ago, she, she was going through a little something like that too. She's probably about 10 years younger than me, but she, she decided to do the Camino. And the first, when she first told me, I had no idea what it was. I didn't, I didn't. And, and can I stop you just for a moment? Yes. Can you explain what the Camino the is? The Camino, the Camino de Santa Santiago is a, uh, a pilgrimage. It's called a pilgrimage. It's been in. It's in Spain, and it's it the the Camino Francais. There's many many roads that lead to this one place called mm-hmm. Santiago, and, and this um, is in northwest Spain. This is in the north. Yeah, northwest you go through the Basque Country and all that. And anyway, so it has been a pilgrimage for almost 1,200 years. Yeah. And originally, it was about going to, to getting to Santiago, leaving all your worldly possessions behind, and and the original pilgrimage didn't bring anything with them except maybe a walking stick, you know, a small knapsack. And then the people along the way, they call it the way as well, mm-hmm. would take them in, let them sleep there, would feed them, would take care of them. They'd take care of the, pilgrim, the pilgrims. Mm. And so they would go walk all the way across. Can you imagine without like the technology that we have? I'm not talking about phones. I'm talking about really great walking shoes and, yeah. and you know, Gore-Tex or whatever. I mean, they did it year round and, and it snows. It's crazy cold there and really hot in the summer, uh, winter colds, you know, all that, all the seasons. Anyway, so it's been going on for years and years. But of late, after the, there was a movie, uh, I can't remember how many years ago, it, it, uh, less than 10 years ago, called The Way. And it was with uh, uh, Martin Sheen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think Emilio Estevez and Martin, and so Martin starred in it, but Emilio wrote it, and oh. so and and it was all about this pilgrimage, you know, from because I'm not going to tell you the story; you can read it. But since that movie came out, the the stats of the pilgrims on the Camino have skyrocketed. So one of the things before I even start talking about the Camino is, which is really a dichotomy for me. To it's a it's a weird kind of place to be where you have done the Camino, you you have had a life experience, a life change because of the Camino, and yet talking about it just gets more people 
to, to be aware of it and then to go to it. And it kind of it, – it's back – I think it's backfiring. I mean I, I really believe hmm. it's kind of hitting a tipping point. Just from when I was there last year, um, last year was a record year for the Camino. 327,000 pilgrims got their Compostela. And, the, and I brought mine to show you. But it's, a, it's basically your passport that you have stamped all along the way at all these different – Albergues, which are like little hotel, they're hostels, oh. you know, and you share, you know, you, you, you bunk with men, women, children. It's all mixed up, you know, you take showers and like communal showers, but you know, you have your own space. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so you asked me to tell you about the Camino. There's so many things I can tell you about it, but it is, and- it is such an amazing uh, experience. But if it gets overcrowded, which is starting to happen, and I just found out last week, that the first night that you go, you leave St. John Pied de Port, which is in the south of France, and you go over the Great Pyrenees is one of the hardest days, they say, of the Camino. But of course, you know, a month into it, I had some pretty hard days, and I was like, that was a piece of cake. But you go over the Great Pyrenees and come back down into, now you're in Spain, and it's this, this place called Roncevalles, and it's um, an old monastery, and it's got 500 beds. Last week... There were a hundred displaced pilgrims on the first night, and this is crazy. You know, I mean, is it a set time when this happens? Is that why everybody's doing it at once? Well, or? there are all these books out there, and what, the book that I use was called John Brierley's The Camino. You know, Camino de Santiago Francés, which is the the longest route. Well, it's the longest official route. Then there's other routes that come from Italy and France and different places. Yeah, well. there are these pathways throughout Europe. Exactly. We were in Bordeaux last month, mm-hmm. and. We were walking through downtown Bordeaux, and there was a marker showing that this. A little, yellow, was it a yellow arrow? This uh, it may have been, it may have been, but it was yeah, and it was in downtown. You're passing all the shops and cafes, right. but it was saying, "Oh, this is part of the pathway that leads right." And if you the Camino exactly, it's to Santiago. And if you wait, to Santiago, long, yeah. If you waited long enough near that marker, you'd probably see someone walking by with a backpack. <laughs> yeah, I think I you saw know? lots of backpackers. Yeah, it really is a phenomenon. It's a phenomenon, really. And it, it, so, since that movie, it, more Americans. It used to be a European thing. It used mm-hmm. to be primarily Spain, and then and and uh, Italians and and German. I mean, you see just people from all over the world. It, I, you know, it's hard for me to talk about it without getting so enthusiastic, which Go is going to sell people on it and make. <laughs> people want to go and i'm just telling you right now you know what you know. sell the enthusiasm mm-hmm. and that's one option of adventures yes. you can have it is one there are many many walks on the planet there's yeah. you know in japan you can go from you know monastery to monastery in a real meditative way there are different places i found out since then now did you do this is 550 miles mm-hmm. you covered yeah. in how long did it take you well it should it, it can take you you know well they say the average is around 33 days mm-hmm. They're in 33 stages. And that's why you asked earlier, you know, is there a set time or anything? But basically, if you go by the stages, the books that have the, books that have the stages, they, um, they, they show you. You go from Zubiri to Pamplona or whatever, and this is the day. And it's, they show you the elevation and they show you, you oh, know, okay. how much time and what you're to expect, how much percentage is on the road, how much is on the dirt, you know, places to stay along the way and book ahead if you want and all this stuff so if you basically if you start out on day one and if there are 500 people that start on a day one and everyone's going on by that stage well there's gonna you're gonna be like you know vying for a bed you know you're gonna be vying for a bed and so you know i, I gotta just say this i'm italian i speak with my hands and judge <laughs> like trying to keep me from not you know banging on the desk or not, and it's gonna be okay i'm gonna you know i'm gonna learn quick well actually that sounds like another guest we've had on recently who's that Wendy Pisha oh. from the, from the uh, I think it's the animal shelter. Uh, f- f- yes, yeah, she was she talking. I'm trying to remember. Was she using her hands quite a bit? Yes. But you know what? It's good that you say it out loud. Now I'm not going to make an issue because if you hit this countertop, at the, yeah. you hear that. Oh, yeah. So now feel free. Now people will understand that, okay, that if, they, if they hear that, you are being very animated in your speech. Yes. Um, so go for it. Mm-hmm. I think now now that we know, we've now set that it the out cat's there. cat's out of the bag. Yeah. All right. You approach this. You know, you had your personal reasons. Mm-hmm. These hundred, hundreds of thousands of people have each right. have their reasons. Right. Now, did you do this as a obviously to have some adventure in life to get out of your comfort zone? But was this also a religious pilgrimage, or was this more of a life and soul fulfilling pilgrimage? Mm-hmm. How did you approach it? Well, like I said, I had 
I was coming to this place in life where I was just really doing a lot of introspection. And I, I felt like in, in a nutshell that I had lost my spark. You know, I just, I had lost like that, that enthusiasm and that spark mm. that I, I mean, I'm, I've been like that since I was a little girl. I just get so excited about everything, you know, <laughs> and I just felt so flat and, and just like I was, I, I hate to use the word bored, but I never ha- in my life had used the word like I, I'm bored, but I felt bored. And, and I think I was just, um, because I had, I had been with my head down working so much and just, you know, helping with my mom and my dad as they, you know, approached, they, they passed all within a few years mm-hmm. of each other mm-hmm. and just a lot of life things. And so I, I really felt like I, you know, I lost that spark. But the interesting thing about it was the moment I decided to go on the Camino, and it was about my friend Sonia. We were on a hike. She had her friend Michael, who was a Camino friend, right? There uh-huh. now you have Camino family. He's Camino family, okay, okay. right? Yeah. So anyway, Michael was here visiting from New York, and he he's kind of a digital nomad. He travels all over the world and just with his laptop, and he works remotely, and he has like an amazing life. It's crazy. <laughs> anyway, so I was in the middle. They we were walking down a hill over at Skyline Park and I had been just you know kind of just crying and like I don't want to talk about my life I just feel like you know I don't know what to do you know just I was in a weird place and then we were talking about the Camino and they were encouraging me and all of a sudden I said you know I'm going to do the Camino and we were at this one place on the path Sonia stops in her tracks, turns around, looks at me, and she goes, I brought Michael in as the closer. That uh, was her plan all along. <laughs> because she had walked the year before, and I had trained with her for a month. And the first question I asked her, you know, when she told me she was going to go, because I told her I didn't even know what it was, and then she said, it's this walk, you know, you walk across Spain. I go, oh, can I go? And she goes, no. You know, just like cut me off. This is something I must do alone. You know, and I'm like, okay then. <laughs> and now so, can you relate to that? And oh, absolutely. It? I, you know, I... Everyone, it, the, the, another saying on the Camino is, it's your Camino. It's, you know, the Camino provides. It's whatever, whatever your Camino is. And many people now, they, they send their packs ahead. They don't even carry their packs. And, and a lot of the, um, mm. the albergues won't take, if they're donativos, meaning you donate and they're run by the a church or whatever, mm-hmm. they won't take you as a, a pilgrim guest if you don't carry your own pack. Uh, okay. I mean, even if you're injured or whatever, you, they, you, you're, they don't, they don't put the label as a true pilgrim unless you carry your pack. So my, you know, when my pilgrimage was, I, I feel like I, I, I came as close to being a true pilgrim as maybe you can in 2018. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, very little. I had a 13-pound pack, which was very, very light. You know, you see these people just schlepping like everything but the kitchen sink and you're like, really? <laughs> Don't you understand? This is 20 to 35 kilometers a day and, you know, shin splints are real. Toenail oh. loss is real. Blisters are re- and pain and suffering is real. And so this is part of the Camino too. It's not a vacation. It is, it is a full on in your face. You are, you are, you and you alone have to do this. And it's just you and you alone Mm -hmm. and you only have 13 pounds you're schlepping around. Mm -hmm. What do you bring with you? Oh, you bring, you know, I would say two of everything. You, you what did did I bring? I I brought, I brought one, my one pair of shoes, one pair of sandals. I brought like two pairs of socks, you know. Unmentionables, a couple of those. (laughs) We won't mention. Um, (laughs) Let's not mention the unmentionables. (laughs) Uh, I brought my iconic hat. I brought Mm -hmm. my ukulele that I didn't know how to play, and I took two lessons from Gordon. But I bought it two weeks before because I, my first instrument or my love is piano, and I Mm. couldn't very well take that. that, That's a schlep, yeah. Yeah, it'd be a little (laughs) tough. So, um, so I thought, well, I'll learn to play the ukulele. I've got plenty of time, so that's why I brought it. (laughs) And I can't say I learned how to play it like maybe you or Gordon, not not at all, but. I did enough to be able to write some songs and, and, and just in, it opened up this, this whole thing that was my dream, you know, to, so you never asked me why, you know, why did I go? But cliffhanger, yeah. cliffhanger. Yeah. That, this is perfect. Okay. Listeners, hang on because we are going to get to the meat of this in just a moment. And I am going to leave you if you want to, uh, while we take a break. Don't tune out, but you can fire up your computer. She does have a YouTube channel where you can see her and see her uh, strumming her ukulele. And you can find her at the name Splendid365. So look that up. And we'll talk more about what's on there in a Mm -hmm. moment. But we got to take this break. Right. 
You're listening to Judd's Napa Valley Show. We'll be right back after these messages. La, 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 la. Everyone's a Finkel friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa Valley Show. You're listening to 1440 KVON, the voice of Napa Valley. Now, back to Judd's Napa Valley Show. Thank you, Lauren Mole, And we are here with a very intriguing guest, as promised in the theme song. It's Lisa Splendid, who is recounting her time on the Camino, walking across Spain, 550 miles. We're going to get back to that in a moment. We left with a cliffhanger about why you did this. But you also brought a little gift, which uh, speaks to your journey that... We're going to give away. Is that okay? I think it's a perfect time to give that away. Okay. Why don't you tell us what it is? Well. Oh, it's over here. Oh, actually. it's over there. It's over there. I see it over here. It got placed. So this is this is something. Lauren, tell them what they've won. <laughs> this is a Camelback backpack. It's completely waterproof, and it can hold as many items as you need, and it's perfectly good for your camping trip. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren Mole. <laughs> um, so this is, uh, yeah, a brand new Camelback water canteen backpack. Yeah. So you can wear it when, if you're riding a bike or you can wear it if you're hiking or if you're just going to the store and you're really thirsty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thanks for bringing this. The first tweet to tweet at Judd's Hill with the hashtag JNVS for Judd's Napa Valley Show uh, gets us. And I'll take it over to the tasting room at Judd's Hill. It'll be there till Friday. I think you might want to sweeten the pot, Lauren. I mean, uh, uh, Judd. Oh, yeah? Uh, you might want to put some wine in that. Oh, into? Into the camelback. <laughs> you might want to just sweeten the pot. Well, let's see who wins. Maybe I will. <laughs> if it's not clean by Friday, I'm taking it home. There I'm you gonna go. I'm going to do some uh, writing and walking. All right, let's get back to this, why you did this. I can almost sort of kind of relate to the experience many years ago. My wife and I did the California AIDS ride, which mm. was about 500 miles down California, on bicycles. Right. Seven days. Wonderful experience, but very different, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Definitely time for introspection. You feel like you're doing something good for yourself, for right. others. But boy, oh boy, because this 550-mile trek took you – you said normally it's about 33 days. Yeah, but I it was 40 days for 40 me. days yeah. for you, and we left on the cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I think we should just mention this. Before we answer the cliffhanger, uh, this is Judd's Napa Valley show. Yes. Most guests have some connection to Napa Valley. Mm -hmm. You are a longtime Napa Valley resident. Since 1961. There you go. (laughs) Okay. So just wanted to get that out. You were mentioning knowing the KVON drive-in theater that was next door. So if there's time, I don't know that we'll get to it today. Maybe you'll come back and we'll talk some Napa Valley memories. But uh, you are a longtime resident, artist, (laughs) Woman about town, but we're talking <laughs> specifically world adventures right now. Right. Okay, here, here it comes. The exciting conclusion to the cliffhanger. Why? What was your motivation? So my motivation, I... Yeah. I know this guy's loud out in the lobby there. Quiet down out there, you guys. Quiet Around down. There. Okay, here we go. So... Yeah. All right, here and, we go. And now for the sensitive that, part of the story. That, that's only the owner of the, the station walking in. I'm telling to quiet down, but yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's like you. he owns the place. Yeah, <laughs> and we love him. Okay. Okay, so I, we, there we were on the side of the hill coming down a skyline, and Sonia says, you know, she brought Michael in as a closer. And then from that was on uh, June 12th last year, 2018. And then I left. I actually got all of my things together, got shot, did all my shopping, and I was on a plane on July 15th. So I didn't, you know, some people plan for a year. (laughs) They plan and train for a year. I mean, it's a big deal. You know, some people book uh, ahead all of their, the places are going to stay and all this stuff. I did a little bit of research, mainly talked to my friend who had already done it. And I didn't really have, I was, it's kind of like ignorance is bliss in a way because I, you know, and I, and it, I know that feeling. I, I'm going to turn this just a teeny Oh yeah, go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. No, adjust um, that microphone. So, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of ignorance as bliss, as yeah. a state of being Yeah, at because, times for well, certain it, subjects. Yeah. Like even coming on here this morning, you know, you said if you wanted to listen to some shows and kind of get an idea, I'm like, you know, I don't want to talk yeah. about it. I don't want to think about it. I just want to be present. Cool. And that's something I learned on the Camino. 
Filipino too. Mm. That is a huge Camino lesson, how to be in the moment, present, be here now, you mm. know, kind of a thing, which is for me had been very difficult. But anyway, so when I decided to go, my level of, I told you I felt flat. I felt like I'd lost my spark. And all of a sudden, because I had this now thing that I was looking forward to, which reminds me of Julia Louis-Dreyfus. She said that her mother told her that always have something to look forward to. Mm. It makes life interesting. It keeps your enthusiasm up. It, it just, it's a really great thing That's to do. Great idea. And I, you know, I mean, f- just for whatever reasons, I, I don't think I did have anything so exciting to look forward to. I didn't think I did. But now I know that it's whatever I want every day. I can look forward to anything. You know, I just have to choose it. But um, What a wonderful outlook to have that philosophy. I just need to choose it. Yeah. Look forward to it. And know that it, it exists. It and know that it's, it's, up, it's up to me to want it in the first place. I, I was sitting down, uh, you know, it, the, the enthusiasm for this whole thing was building as I went, you know, closer over this little about month of getting ready. And then two days before, my husband and I were sitting there having dinner. And, and I was like, you know, I, I was going, my thought was to go to the Camino to find my spark. And I, I found it. You know, I, I, and then I was like, do I need to go walk 500 miles now? You know, <laughs> you were and he's feeling like, it yeah, you're you going, you're all in. I bought the ticket, but, um, <laughs> but no, but then I, you know, I had this epiphany and it was like most people that I know of had chosen to go to do, to walk the Camino for some, to get something from the Camino, to, to go there, to extract something, to find something. They're looking for something. They're going all the way across the world from all over the world to, to walk this, this route so they can find this inner thing. It's really inside of you. It's not there, you know, it's here in me or in you. Right. So then I realized that I had found it and I was going to bring it with me. So when, when I realized that it, it was a game changer for my for my experience. And I didn't know it until later. Wonderful. You know, I mean, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. I I was just thinking, you know, the Camino for many, and as you said, for 1200 years has been a religious pilgrimage, Mm -hmm. but it sounds like the type of experience many can get out of it isn't necessarily religious in the classic sense right. of, you know, St. James, right? This, yeah, it was the, right. the bones, of the, the right. discovery of the remains of St. James was, and that is in 800 something. Right. It's a legend. Right? Okay. That we don't even know for, for sure, you know, if it's really true, but this is the legend that's, right. you know, has very deep meaning right. to spir- uh, pious Ca- people, right. Catholic. especially Catholics. Right. right. But it sounds like the type of experience many people are really seeking is something beyond that where they could they could choose right here in California the Pacific Crest Trail yes, to exactly. if they want to have a long the physical journey trail if you want to go to, right to also gain a spiritual or journey of self discovery right, while right. physically journeying there's it's so like many a walking meditation is what you're doing it's a walking meditation which sounds wonderful it's very intriguing to it me it is anyway so when i realized that i was bringing my spark with me it changed the complexion of the entire event for me. Mm. And, you know, when I say I found my spark and everything, that didn't mean everything was fine because I cried like a baby through TSA. When oh. I said goodbye to my husband, I mean, oh. you got to remember, I, I bought a one-way trip ticket. Mm-hmm. I didn't know when I was coming back. I had my husband's blessing to find whatever it is that I need to find within me. Or to, It was more for me to release what was in me, you know, cause I felt like I was, my throat was closing and I wasn't singing, you know, I was like, am I ever going to sing again? And am, am I going to get arthritis and not be able to play the piano? I mean, you know, I, I was like going down a, the, you know, the, the big swirly down the pooper as my oh. sister was, you know, but so as but you I did something about it, yeah, I did. And you know, that's it. Change hurts. You know, when you, when you have to like reach deep down inside and, and, and know that you have to choose to stretch yourself. You have to choose the unknown and you don't have to. I did. And I had to choose something that was going to like shake me and wake me and, and open my eyes. And I just figured, you know, after doing this, there's just no way I could be the same person, you know? Do you see this? I'm I'm starting to tear up here. This is such a, 
an amazing experience you've had and that you're sharing. And I don't mean to interrupt you, but right. I'm just realizing I'm now oh, <laughs> Lauren Mole. Look at this with a Kleenex, he, fresh by the way, a clean Kleenex out of his pocket. Thank you, sir. That was really nice, Lauren. That. I well, always come prepared. <laughs> well, you know, everybody seeks something else for right. him or herself, and this is what I talk about all the time: get out mm-hmm. of your bubble, mm-hmm. and you will. You might find it in your bubble, but but right. boy, oh boy, you're going to gain a new perspective outside right. of your bubble. And yeah. it's so important. And listening to you talk about that is just incredible. Right. So, sorry, I just That's thought right. I was having a moment myself and I interrupted, but please continue. <laughs> so, you know, getting to back to what, what my motivators were, what my intentions were. And uh, number one, I felt like I needed to release my inner musician. All right. I needed to get in touch with that part of me that was insecure and lack of confidence and just fading away. Because I used to sing when I was young. I was in bands in Napa. And, and I, I, you know, I just, I made like, I actually did records. And when, when there were records, I have a 45, you know, and, and I recorded. And I was always kind of a closet singer songwriter. And I just, I, I just lost my confidence. I lost my jet spot. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. And it didn't maybe lose it all the way. I just, couldn't find it, you know? And so that was the one thing I wanted to just like get that in in touch with that part of me and release it with confidence. It seems to have worked. Having looked at your YouTube channel, there's there's a lot of Lisa Splendid on ukulele singing. I had a, I had a a turning point and that's, that's a different story within the Camino, you know, because you have all these Oh God! I, talking about the Camino is just. I, I we could can talk go for hours. hours. Yeah. We've got only a few minutes, okay. so if you can uh, let me let me br- cut to the chase. Yeah, I'm sorry to have to even bring that up. That no, bring it. Um, got So anyway, you know, find clarity, uh, brush up on my Spanish, and and play and learn the ukulele. And so those are the things that I I focused on, and then the rest was just one giant bonus. Mm. And I have now, after this experience, I have a, a community and a, a Camino family of about forty people that we have like a private group of just people that from all over the world and hey if you're ever in the Canarios you come if you're ever in you know in Bordeaux you come if you're in Australia you come you know and I'm the same way and we you know we we just made these connections Mm. because the Camino is like a day on the Camino is like an entire lifetime this is my analogy of it you 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 laugh, you cry, you you fall in love, you say goodbye, you you learn so much about yourself, and you 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 get hurt, you you heal. I mean, it's just this encapsulated lifetime within every single day. So when you're with somebody and you experience it, even you know five minutes with a person, it's more like you have bonded. I, it's weird. It's a it's a phenomenon. You can't believe it. I'm sold. Everything you just said was so powerful, and especially the connecting mm-hmm. with others from mm-hmm. around the world, from other cultures, from other yeah. backgrounds and traditions, and the fact that you're connecting and forge these bonds and have this understanding, I think, is just a, it's it's a wonderful thing. It's expansive. It's expansive. Your, it there is. In your mind and your heart and everything. And you know, So I ended up – it took me 40 days, but I ended up staying in Spain with my Camino family, mm-hmm. some friends that I'd made. So I, And then I ended up flying to Paris afterwards and celebrating with another Pilgrim family member wow, for his birthday. And, uh, and a bunch of us came together. He turned 27. Uh, and – uh, interestingly, you know, he, and oh, by the way, I, my, I want to cut to the chase to get you the good stuff. Uh, on my 60th birthday, yeah. I, I met my friend Sonia, flew to Santiago, who inspired me to go and met me in Santiago for my birthday. At the end of the... At the, at, it's, oh, well, it wasn't the end for me. It's the end for most people. But oh, then okay. we walked together the, the last four days to the... It's called the end of the world, to Finisterre, which is, oh, yeah. the, is uh, kilometer zero. So, But she met me there on my birthday. Mm. And we celebrated. And I, I wanted to busk for the first time in my life. <laughs> so I, I ended up busking in, in Santiago. You know, I made like, you know, 15 euros and sang Hey. my song and and you had a crowd it was just hysterical but she she was just such an amazing and you know i was like a homeless person literally on when i mean i people stay in hotels and different things i stayed in a hotel a couple of times because i needed to you know i needed to you know deep cleanse in a bath or something mm-hmm. but i mean for the most part i was with my backpack you know just sitting on the side of the road eating an apple when i was tired you name it and just you know i mean it, you you just really go through a lot of uh, physical 
um, transformation. I got, I got sick. I got diarrhea from eating some sort of, uh, like it was, I think it was like salmonella cause I had it for eight days. Right. And so guess what? You got to keep going. You know, so I lost so much weight. I got down I, and I, I felt like I looked like my 97-year-old mother right before she passed. Oh. I mean, I got so sick and then I got through that, you know. So my whole Camino was just this, you know, I was gone for 90 days total when, mm. I, when I left the Camino. Then I continued on just learning and, you know, introspecting and doing all that stuff. So Wonderful. Well... Hearing about where you were before leaving mm-hmm. and now where you are mm-hmm. and only having just met you, but looked at your YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's a lot of joy there. Yeah. I'm and very I, happy. I congratulate and commend <laughs> for taking the steps to get there. Yeah. Uh, it's really you. wonderful. Let's see. We could, you know what? Okay. What? <laughs> I'm going to, I don't want to dwell on this because boy, there's so much we could be doing. But I got to ask you something personal. No, yeah. I'm not even going to do that yet. We need to talk about because you're, you're. Let's get back to Napa. Can you stay for a few minutes if we yeah, 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 go yeah. off the air and then yeah. do some extra podcast sure. content? Sure. All right. So, but I do want to talk about your artwork, your mm-hmm. metalwork mm-hmm. that you do here right. in Napa. We've only got a couple minutes, okay. so if you can give us a little bit about that, you've got some videos of you yeah. with you know blow torches and yeah. sanding sheets of metal and doing all kinds of. Yeah. Cool stuff. Yeah, I'm hands on. I um I can operate any power tool. Any, yeah. Yeah. And we have a full metal studio. My husband is a tennis pro, but also an artist. Oh. And so together we have been. Uh, we had we our first studio, which was when our son I, he was uh, less than six months old. I I needed to get out of our basement. We were living on Brown Street at the time, and I needed a studio. He was working full time tennis, and I anyway. So I went down, looked in the window, and there was all the sawdust in it on right on First Street, which happens to be ground zero of the Oxbow. So that's where our first studio was. It was oh. called Creative License. We were there for four year, four and a half years until they bulldozed the building. Wow. And they were all through Building of Copia. We were the very first art studio in town. I faux finished the, you know, the face of the building and it was people were slamming their brakes on. This was mm. back in 1990, uh, Cooper was, so 1996. And um, that's when I started. And, and, you know, the regentrification of the town hadn't right. kicked in. So anyway, since then, we've been artists in residence at uh, Domain Chandon for many years. Not anymore. Um, and then now I just, we have property out in First Avenue where I grew up, have my studio there. And I do commission work for usually one client at a time because I found that that is less crazy making for me. <laughs> I like to just focus. So right now I just finished a nine foot beautiful live edge cypress table slab of beautiful wood, steel base, and it's going up to Tahoe this weekend. And I, and meanwhile, I just build things for the studio and for myself and our, in our, our house. And yeah. Very cool. And if folks would like to see some of your work or mm-hmm. perhaps even commission something, this website? They can go well they can they can go to my uh, splendid365.com and that's my blog and I'll be putting more and more work up there. It's kind of new right now. And uh, little by little I'll be posting videos of my work and what I do cuz I I usually videotape it but there's there's just, you know, not enough time in the day to do all the editing. So that's why I'm a little slow in telling my Camino story because I started working in the garden about a month ago. <laughs> so I'll get back to it. And your goal with the Camino story, you did shoot video along the way. I, I video are, logged the entire thing. There are yeah. episodes on YouTube, yeah. uh, which I highly encourage folks to go check out. Again, YouTube user Splendid365. Exactly. You'll find them. Mm-hmm. And your goal is to turn this into a film? Well, yeah, I'd like to, you know, after I put it all together in 10-minute segments, I'd like to be able to put it together and so it, you know it, it's just a story from beginning to end and it's a happy story yeah it's a perfect camino it was my perfect camino that's that's so remarkable and i'm so glad you came in to share this with us hopefully you've inspired many to go do what it takes to maybe get you where cam- you want to be exactly Whatever maybe not is. walk the camino but do when you have that calling to change but to get your own metaphorical camino Ex- exactly absolutely there's mm-hmm. no doubt about how important that is um do you do you go nuts for donuts do i what <laughs> do you go nuts for donuts do i go nuts for donuts do you like donuts my my favorite's an old-fashioned if you have one in that pink box well take a look in this pink box let me just Let's see what's in this pink box oh by the way uh, you brought- lauren can i have a drum roll please 
Thank you. <gasps> Look at there. There are all my favorite colors. Is that right? But there's my favorite donut in there. The, Which is? It's the old-fashioned. The maple old-fashioned. Oh is that your old-fashioned, too? That has become I'm the official donut. No, it, it, so well over 90% of our guests choose that one. Well, now that you've shown it to me, do I get a bite of it? The, you can have all of them. You said those are your favorite. This is my gift to you. Oh, um, oh, you, oh. And I'm not even going to ask you any silly follow-up questions that I often do of my guests about really? donuts. I'm not going to do it because I want to talk briefly. You brought something here that you made out of I, metal. I, well, because I brought a gift for you, too, as well, Jen. We have about one minute to tell me okay, about this. Okay, this is just, uh, it's an, actually an artifact from uh, from Creative License when we had oh. our studio. And um, we made different things. This is a trivet. And it's in the shape of a crown, the crown of a king. So Judd's Hill is now the oh. king of Judd's Hill. <laughs> and so you can use it for on your counter and put your your hot plate on it or whatever yeah. you want to do. And I hope you enjoy it. It's great. It's big. You could put a whole pot of something you on could put that. paella on it yes you could do that the speaking Spanish, of spain absolutely yes. i love it and that's what i'm gonna do lisa thank you so much for this mm-hmm. it's really a beautiful piece and i i will it'll become an heirloom of the there uh, you Finkelstein go yes family. and if you don't give it away you can use it as a weapon if you need to because it's heavy that, <laughs> that was a gift from you to me and i already cherish it and it has a story i can tell behind it thanks for coming and sharing your entire story Hang out for a few minutes. We'll yes. do another little... We're going to do our Mad Libs game. Oh, okay. That's what I know I'm really listen, excited about. I know you didn't listen to any previous episodes, but we're going to play some Mad Libs, and that'll go on the podcast. Again, folks, if you're listening... Well, you are listening. If you would like to <laughs> see what she's up to, the website is Splendid365.com and YouTube user Splendid365. And go get your passport. Go to the Napa yes. Post Office on mm. Trancus. Go to the Rutherford Post Office. Go to Boys Hot Springs Post Office. Those Have are it a few at the that ready. I know. You can yes. get the application there and get the process started. Okay, and, and the next time if I ever talk to you again, I'll tell you the story of looking for my last ancestor in Italy and losing a tooth on an olive pit. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Another cliffhanger. I love <laughs> That's it. That's when after we move to our new studio. <laughs> yes, then. <laughs> we'll be back to talk about that and Thank more. Thank you for having me. And thank Splendid. you so much. Thank you. Okay. Okay, great show. Lisa, thank you so much. That was remarkable. And I'm going to be thinking about pretty much everything you said for quite some time. I'm inspired now to get out and find my Camino. Wow, it's awesome. But enough about all that. Yes. Because now it's time to play everyone's favorite party game here on (laughs) Judd's Napa Valley Show. This (laughs) is Madeline. That's right. It's time to play our favorite fill-in-the-blank word game. Uh, I think you know how this goes. I'm going to ask you about some um, parts of speech. You're going to say them out loud. I'm going to write them down. We're going to read the story back to great hilarity, I'm sure. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Am I overselling it a little? I don't know. A little bit. We'll see. Okay. (laughs) Well, here, let's just get going, shall we? Yes. Uh, It's very easy. The first thing I'll need you to think of and then say aloud a a plural noun, more than one thing. More than one thing. Yeah. I'm thinking of ant colonies. Ant colonies. Colonies. Okay. My kids want an ant farm. I should look into that. Okay. How about the name of a person in this room? That's easy. Lauren Mole. Lauren Mole. There he is, everyone. <laughs> the infamous. <laughs> That's right. A noun, a singular thing at this point. Oh, my favorite thing at the moment, maraschino cherries. Oh, really? But you probably like the good ones. Yes, right? the Italian delicious Luxardo. Luxardo, Mer- yeah. yeah. Did you want to have the brand too? I'm sorry. Yeah, the okay. plug for them. Yeah, why um, not? You put them to cocktails. And- well, you, and you could do that a nice old fashioned, or mm-hmm. you can just have a nice scoop of vanilla ice cream, oh, yeah. vanilla bean ice cream, which is one of those, and some of the juice. It's to die for. And some rum. <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah, get away from too. the cocktails. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, that sounds great. Uh, another noun. Well, that's easy. Olive pit. Because I'm looking at you and your braces, and that's why I had to get mine after I chomped on an olive pit in Italy, and my front tooth flew out of my head. Oh, wait. We're going to save that story, though. Okay. Remember, we promise. That's for the next. (laughs) But I'm sorry to hear that. (laughs) Also somewhat uh, cocktail-themed for Martini. Yes, somewhat. Um, Another noun. Oh, God. Well, that's easy again. Broken crown. (laughs) Hey, and I gave you a crown. Yeah. But it's not broken. No, no. That's beautiful and intact. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, a geographic location. You can get very creative with this, whatever you... Okay. Or um, any kind of place. I'm going to say the quantum field. What is that? Well, you're going to have to talk to Max Planck, but he's passed away. Yeah, he was the father of the matrix and the quantum field. <laughs> well, in the quantum field, could I talk to Max Planck? You could, 
But you have to have that, an out-of-body experience. This is like all times and places at yes, once, right? There's no such thing as time. Okay. It's always the eternal now. And we're all living at the same time. In fact, you're me and I'm you. But let's not go there. <laughs> My head hurts. <laughs> okay. Which means your head hurts. That's I'm right. Sorry. Our head hurts. <laughs> yeah. I can't process that at this point. Uh, but maybe after a maraschino cherry and some bourbon and a, That's uh, right. and a bitters doused sugar cube Ooh, and wow. some ice and a muddled orange slice, oh, we could talk about it. You okay. know your drinks. <laughs> well, I have a reputation in town. Uh, another noun. I'm going to say neural connection. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, because I really want you to think today. I want you to just to really find that place within yourself where you haven't – maybe it's got a little dust in it. Maybe it's a door that's been locked for a while. I don't know. <laughs> something where you're going to kick it open and find something new. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Okay. Right. An adjective. Um, uh, an adjective. Yeah. Blubbery. Blubbery. I hope I can read this back. I didn't leave myself much room to write here. Okay, finally, another geographic location. Mm, the dark side of the moon. Oh, that was quick. Okay. Yeah. Dark side of the moon. Okay. I can't wait to see what you're going to do with all this. Are you this. ready for this? Yeah, <clears throat> I, I think I am. I'm going to try and ready. Go Earlier <laughs> in this very show, I read um, back a quote from an email you had sent me about your motivation about all of this. Uh-oh. Your trip <laughs> on the Camino, kind of letting me know why you want to come talk about it. Mm-hmm. And um, now we just rewrote that. Okay. Basically. Let's hear it. Are you ready with this Mad Libs game? So uh, in your words, all your words, in fact, because the original was your words and then you just put new words in. Here we go. Last summer, as the big 6-0 was closing in fast, I was overcome with the sense that many of my ant colonies were unfulfilled. (laughs) And if Lauren Mole didn't do something about them immediately... (laughs) It would. Lauren is looking blankly, like, "What did I do?" Okay, if Lauren Mole didn't do something about them immediately, it would just be too late. After months of maraschino cherry searching, I made a decision. I bought an olive pit, a broken crown, a one-way trip ticket to the quantum field. Wow! Left my neural connection. Uh Oh. And my blubbery life here oh. on the dark side of the moon, oh. not knowing when I'd return or if I would. Wow. <laughs> God, that sounds like the beginning of an amazing novel. Then you know what? Here, why don't you Novella. keep that? Oh, and may I'm going to frame this. May it be a further inspiration to you. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. Thank well, you so much. What a, it's a great story about me that I didn't know I wrote. <laughs> well done. Thanks again for taking the time. Truly inspirational. Thank you so much, Judd. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> this is Lauren Mull speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gil Amar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.